Welcome to the Impact Noble Podcast. My name is Kurt and I'm joined by Mahalia Cummins. She is the lead vocalist for the big band Two Mile Hill and she's a woman of many, many talents. And today we will speak about the importance of fitness and stage performance. Not only is she the lead vocalist from Two Mile Hill, she is also a dancer, just in case people didn't know that day. She got a dancing background. I mean, the, the talent list probably is quite long, but I can only, I can only reload a few of them here today. She also is the host of Mahalia's Corner, where she sets the stage for a lot of um, aspiring artists and artists in general, so that they can showcase their talents um, in a judgment-free zone. So that's pretty important, very good. And she is an author, an author of the book Bajanisms, I got me feeling as though I should talk this whole thing here so in Beijing, then all the way One time, easy so. One time, and let me go along down the road. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to only use those uh, four four things on the list because if I start listing the talent section, the talent set, the talent list here now, we're going to be getting off for the rest of the evening. <laughs> so that's my brief introduction to the crew for you, but I'm sure that they did not need it. But I would like you to speak a little bit more about yourself. Um, yeah, so as, as Kurt, a.k.a. Gomez, would have said just now, I am a vocalist, a songwriter, just an all-around creative. So, like, anything that you could think about that is to do with creativity, I probably do it at some point. Singing, dancing, I... poetry, uh, choreography, um, painting, which I'm terrible at. Pianist? No. <laughs> but but drawing though ask me to draw center that's fine and coloring and that uh-huh. sort of thing also like you know like actual like crafting and making things that's something that i'm also very much into or have has have always been into um yeah yeah, yeah. you might not know that one but that, that one there's so for me well, but yeah right. apart from that I, it's just a beijing a beijing girl no, 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 no. Can you say just a vision? A vision is a, is is, is yes, a very important, very, very important true. title. You know what that's I mean? So it can be just you are a vision. I don't mean it, but that's that's you're very right. I feel you. I feel you. So the creative, creative. I see and hear the girl got skills. So you you are an artist straight through. Like when you when you say the word artist, you embody art. So you are truly an artist in every Correct sense right. of the all right. Well, we can get down to brass hats here, so I know. Um, you mentioned that you are, well, I mentioned, and then you backed it up, that you're the lead vocalist. <laughs> um, and you also did dance, did choreography and whatnot. So you've been in, you've been actually, because of the dance, you've actually been into activity from bright and early. When, when you really got into dance? I was, well, before I really know myself, but about four, from, <laughs> yeah, four years old. I was dancing at Barbados Dance Theatre, and I... Like, even though coming, getting older and doing different things in life, it may have dipped, the consistency may have dipped from time to time and fluctuated, but, like, I really never stopped dancing from back then. From four oh, to yeah. now, essentially. So they're saying that you love? It, most definitely. It is definitely my first love. Dance is my first love. Oh, okay. Yeah. So really, truly, if you could have been an, an international ballet or saying that that's that's what probably not ballet but i probably if if (laughs) if at the time it looked like something feasible is the same it would it's really the same story as with music like when we would have started like it it was never something that appeared or was 
said or suggested as something that was a viable career for people in Barbados. So it wasn't mm-hmm. anything that I thought was possible to pursue as a career at the time. Okay. So okay. I just did I it for the love of it. And yeah. Are you still doing it for the love of it? Okay. Yes. Dancing not the ballet. Dancing not the ballet. <laughs> not the ballet. <laughs> I, Carla, I, do, uh, do, I do do mm-hmm. ballet. I do do it. It is actually a very, it, it is very important. And it's something that I would suggest if you're dancing to at least do a ballet class to, to get like a good, strong foundation. Like it's helped with a lot of other things. But um, my love is really in modern dance, and to a lesser mm-hmm. extent, modern jazz. But modern dance is my is my jam. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so that answers Carolina's question in terms of what kind of dance you do. So yeah. since you were into that from four years old, um, how did you find that that helped you in terms of you know navigating in terms of motor skills and being able to to have body control as you became um, less young. <laughs> and then probably, and then probably gravitated into into elements of sport and whatnot. Oh gosh, uh, I think I think that the foundation, that the physical foundation that I created, was real essential. Like throughout everything else in my life, to be honest, um, okay. it created a lot of strength in my core and my legs, and mm-hmm. and it kind of just set up my frame to be able to do a lot of other stuff. So like I found a lot of other things more simple even things like riding a bicycle i feel was affected by that like being able to keep to to know my center and find my balance and that sort of thing and then like going into playing sports things like badminton and it has strength in my legs and strength in my arms and you know stuff like that your your calves and things that is you just need to like lunge and push off and all that stuff i already had a foundation of strength and control where that was concerned and then it also like melanie was talking about it when she was on we used to like things like spatial awareness and mm-hmm. and that like hand-eye coordination and like fine motor skills and stuff like that that you wouldn't expect you learn at dance class but you do and you don't realize how much it, it actually affects the rest of your life and things that you got you just generally in life Okay, well, I, I'm glad that those are the things that you really pointed out. I mean, of course, you, you mentioned the strength there just now, but some of the things that you mentioned there in terms of the coordination and the core strength. You know, anytime you mention core strength, I can feel sweet because I feel like <laughs> the core is the, the body, right? Oh, but yeah. you mentioned things like the, um, the spatial awareness, the proprioception, um, mm-hmm. which, which I think are understated. And having that for early sets you up through adult life and then into later on now, where you know you you, you expected that you know you might apparently may get oil you get shaky, but that that kind of, <laughs> that kind of church you know ensures that you try to have that longevity as for as long as possible that independence. So that's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So from entering at four, I really get into the sports. At what age did you get into badminton? Um, I. I could tell you exactly when I get into badminton because um, yep. so so like going into secondary school or oh, primary school and stuff, the sports that they really um, push towards the kids to play would have been like netball and mostly netball and cricket. But I guess that depends on the facility of your school. And I was in a little school in Brennan's Hill. So, you know, we had a hard court and I was it. So you're playing things from the hard court. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so so it was mostly netball and cricket like coming up but then when I got into secondary school is when 
you got into to other things like uh, volleyball and track and field and tennis. Tennis was a big one that they pushed at school. So when we were first and second form, girls, we, we could only play netball and tennis. And that was just how it was. Like, you just had to do that. Like, apart from when it was track and field term and everybody was doing track and field. Third form at PE. And I was over the moon because I was like, we played badminton in Barbados. I didn't even know that it was a thing that used to happen in Barbados. And right, it was, right. I, it blew my entire cool, it teeth my entire head, Gomez. And I was like, it, I it, want. It, it stole your head? It stole my head. My cranium okay, was okay. removed. <laughs> and I tell myself I have to try to play this game because the only time I had seen it ever in my life was, was actually on Sesame Street. And it was like hitting about a shuttle outside and, and after the fact I was like wait when I was playing badminton outside but anyhow um, <laughs> right I saw it on Sesame Street when I was younger and I was like I don't know this game but then when I saw it at school at, at PE I was like oh my gosh we get to play badminton I was so excited so I got nice. to I, I got to, to try it out at PE because we had to do PE but then mm. like I really knew from the first step on the court that it was something that I loved and I actually ended up having some kind of affinity for it from the from the jump so I was able to then join the after school little training sessions that that Ryan Toppin used to have at school who and he ended up being my coach for the, all the years that I was playing badminton so yeah that was love a love this. that was love at first sight <laughs> wow <laughs> so you still doubling it um nowadays no, you know, and I'm I'm actually very disappointed in myself for that. And I keep telling myself, man, you gotta go back and play badminton. And people that were on my team and were in my my club and stuff would be like, you can come back and play, you can come back and play. So to the point now that I actually get nightmares about going back and playing and not being able to play. <laughs> like missing <laughs> channel, I think I just get nightmares for that here, boy. But like I do intend, I do do intend to go back and play because I miss it. It, it really was something that I loved a lot. I actually end up on the national team and thing me like that's how much yeah. that, that's how much I loved it like waking up training at five o'clock in the morning and saying I had to love that if I was doing that because th she is not a morning person this person here not a morning person <laughs> she, okay okay okay, okay. not she yeah. I certainly learned I did not know that you were a badminton boss yeah man had that, that boy okay <laughs> so um Caroline saying jump my toes yeah yeah well, look at look at life on this thing here now. So we we the into dance from early. I dance took you straight into badminton, kind of somewhat in terms yes, of the, you know yes. activity. And then you flow all the way through, and now, then you enter a different type of activity as it relates to music, right? So yeah. everybody know that when they see you perform, that you love music, like you are at one with music. So you mentioned the edibles there were related to. Um, the songwriting as well mm -hmm. and one of the things that I attribute with exercise as well or to exercise is the ability to have improved cognition at times um, can you speak towards your particular um, entry into like formal so to speak exercise and what, and what was your reason for really getting into it before we get back to the, the songwriting and the music aspect okay so, so in terms of <laughs> Let me let me skip past the the actual like 
physical training of badminton that's that would have been the first time i really went into the gym because before that it was just running home and playing that was my activity apart from dancing and that's when i really mm-hmm. was on a training regimen like in the gym like pushing weights and that sort of stuff but mm-hmm. after i got out of that like after i stopped playing badminton I, I never really was in the gym and stuff again but after we started performing as a band and we do the performances we had to do in the clubs, in the nightclub, in shipping, in whatever the case was, a lot of it was very eclectic, which means that some of the music was high energy music, which means the performance had to be high energy, which means I had to have the energy <laughs> to perform, right? Right. And, and so there, were, there was a, a point in time when, when I realized and when we realized as a band that we needed the endurance and the stamina to be able to, to perform at the level we wanted to perform for the entire performance. Because there would be times where you would feel good at the start, but then it would get to a point where you would be saying, you're singing like this. What are they saying? You're trying to take the deep breaths outside, but move the mic to take the deep breaths on the mic. Can't hear you, Daddy. Right, right. <laughs> um, so so then you know it was it was kind of a no brainer that that some additional physical activity needed to happen to build endurance and to build stamina and to help with um like regulating of breathing and that stuff because you know like training for training as a singer because you should train you should train as a singer training as a singer there's a lot that you learn about breath control and using your your core again your core your abdomen diaphragm to control your breathing but that only gets you so far if the rest of your body is taxed so like you gotta be you gotta get to a fitness level where when your body is physically taxed then your core can still control your lungs and your diaphragm to the point where you can sing still sing well or still play your instrument to the level that you need to play at so it would have been it would have been sometime after after performing like that first set of performances that we would have been doing in shipping when we were a very young man and and I, I ain't gonna lie, I was very against it <laughs> because I don't, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like the gym. So like, I mean, we're still dancing mm-hmm. and stuff. I was still dancing and stuff. And I was like, why dancing? And I dancing all the time. But I realized too, that the different, different physical activities require different parts of your body and tax you in different ways. And the way right. that I, the way that I felt at that, because like I would always talk talk to Melanie and my other people, my other dancers, and we would be like, we could dance a whole day, and we would be burned, right? But we would be dancing, we would still be able to dance. But if you ask me to go in a gym and do same for an hour, <laughs> I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so, so I noticed that those differences, and and I, I actually eventually realized that the, the stuff that I would do in the gym helped me in other ways that dancing didn't help me and it helped me a lot during being able to perform the way that I need to perform for the length of time and at the level that I needed to perform. Nice. So we're really getting out here is specificity. Uh, the idea of training training for something specific because the dancing Pacific, Pacific, sorry, Pacific. The dancing didn't really transfer and learn to that. I mean, that that helps with your base, your general Mm -hmm. base and foundation. But then we really needed to get that there from perking a little Correct. extra. We have to get do a little extra work towards that. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you touch on the singing and in terms of controlling the diaphragm, controlling the breathing as well. You also mentioned in terms of building stamina. Now, mm-hmm. anybody that ever watched Mahili perform, you then know that she don't just go on playing stage and start singing and, and then singing and that's that it. She's go playing stage and she's go perform. Correct. Right. So, so how how has it helped in terms of the actual like, the actual agility with the performance as well and insofar as not only the agility, but also the recovery to come back and catch yourself and then go on again. Mm, well, I think that is, I think it, it, it's imperative that I, that I know, like, I don't know how to, to approach the, the answer. It is, it was unbelievably necessary and essential because if one, if anybody out there seen me perform, it, it don't happen all the time, but sometimes I just go and hi you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I still got up a party the same way in high heels. So I got to be able to control my body to the point where I got these stilts, these stilts <laughs> are, you know, and I still got to be able to jump up and down and run up and down and maybe flip or once or twice and still be able to get back up and, you know, and be solid on my base and be able to sing the people's songs. So, so it definitely, it definitely has improve that part of my physicality and and you know it also helps it also helps with having like the again the fluctuations in the in the energy that i need to put out because there are times when you you like your adrenaline is so high anyway that you can go kind of like in, with on a subconscious level like your body is just gonna go because it's able to do that but then when you got don't come back and pull back and sing a slow song, a soft song, you still got to be able to, like, bring it back down and, you know, be settled and still be able to sing the notes and not let you, <laughs> let you all overdrive, right? Right, so, right, right. So all of that stuff actually comes into play and is affected by being physically fit and able to, to do that and have that control, that level of control. I actually usually find that quite amazing how it is that you can have a set that you just are here, the energy pumping, and then next thing you know, in but one minute you gotta go back down now, and then you really gotta exercise these vocals with a, with a, with a slower song or a ballad. Yeah. And uh, according to the trainees, you know, show that you got throat. And I find that <laughs> I find it amazing how you come from that level and breathing hard and then come back down and don't sing the song sweet enough. Um, I I do think that you know there's a big 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 um, place for ensuring that you have that activity and endurance so you can continue to do that. I see I see teacher dropping and say, and, and I can say this is the public service announcement, Melanie does not run. In fact, I saw that at the front page of the National Advocate last week. But she could dance a whole day. And that's true. And that's why you speak to the, specific, the specificity Again, she conditioned to do that. You conditioned to do that. Dancers generally conditioned to do that. And you can keep going. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned a word there so earlier that I had a late bar that I had a stick of penny, which was diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when people think about the core, you think about the, the six part, so I messed up when you beach, you got that, that set it there, so that looks impressive. But one of the major core muscles is indeed the diaphragm. Is that something that you spend that, that you train specifically for your singing? Yes, for sure. Uh, um. So I, I trained with Marissa Lindsay vocal training and a lot of mm. the first set of 
lessons, I guess you would call them training sessions that we did would have been training the diaphragm and strengthening it and strengthening it with breathing exercises and even even some actual physical exercises that kind of resemble core exercises in the gym, things that look sort of like <laughs> look sort of like crunches and, and whatnot, but is incorporated into like the breaths that you would need to take to sing. Things like running and breathing like on specific intervals to control the diaphragm and how the muscles contract or expand like a lot of nonsense <laughs> not not for you but you know what i mean like, it feels it, yeah. a lot of it felt very terrible to be honest but it it mm, did okay. what it was supposed to do and right. and the results were undeniable undeniable I feel like, like people will take well, breathing exercises and things. I feel like that easy because no, you're passionate about breathing. That is work. Let me give you an example. There is mm. one exercise that we call the slow leak, where you, slow you leak. legit yes. Yeah, so, so you so you learn one well, first thing you learn is how to breathe into your diaphragm as opposed to breathing up in your chest, right? So mm. you will fill your lungs and breathe into your diaphragm, and then you got to do the sailor. as as consistently and slowly as you can until you have no air in your lungs and the, the idea is to do it very steadily so you don't hear because you know when you start to get low on air your brain is starting to tell you that you're dead in and your body is want to be like breathing 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 but you <laughs> also got to incorporate your mind so you right. got to make that connection between your mind and your muscles which is going to do like working out also right you would agree yeah yeah so you got to make that my muscle connection and remind mm-hmm. yourself that you ain't dying and control the muscles to the point where the, the slowly st- still sounds steady all the way till you run out of breath. And that is so, very difficult. <laughs> well, I, I just, I did just trying it there. Just so it feel a little strange. Um, I see Tris, fold that hand saying, let me try it. You want to leave it through a little slowly here. Yeah, well, we can uh, do that here. Right. We can do that here. We can do that. We can do that. All right, so I, I would assume that if not, it's very easy. Like, for people that don't know how you breathe into your diaphragm, you essentially breathe into your stomach like a baby. Like, you don't try to keep your stomach flat. You don't engage your abs. You, like, everything got to be relaxed. I like to say your belly's supposed to be, like, soft and unsexy. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you're breathing, you're breathing through your nose, too, like a slow, controlled breath. I'm breathing all the way in, and then all we're doing is making that S sound slowly and steadily until the breath gone. Right? So there we go. So we're breathing in. She's still doing it. <laughs> She's still doing it. <laughs> she is still going, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That was actually a short one. I got a little, I got a little excited here because I'm talking to you, so my heart be here fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a short one. Let me tell you something. That was a short one. I done run over her breath book four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel started, I was like, coffee cell? Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I saw a comment there earlier. Dance was saying that playing a woodwind instrument. Um, Ben Got Talent, large you off. The idea is also to yes, let your dance as slowly as possible. Yes. yes, please. Caroline stopped breathing and started laughing. She can't take it anymore. No <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 I want to shout out to Ben Got Talent for shoot and Sluggy Dan because he, he is a vocal coach also, so he got no other way talking about. When I can trust okay. what he says. All right, all right. Um, Teacher say you win. Caroline <laughs> <laughs> says she's busy. <laughs> Imagine you're creating a laser with your breath. All right. Yes, must be a little a focus, a little focus laser. Yes, that's a good mm. analogy. I see another analogy coming in saying that you look a tear over three days with a nail. Going on long, 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 long. <laughs> and another analogy coming through said the kettle done boil. So you get ready back <laughs> What a right. Push from that there from. Thank you so much for that there, so here. Um, so so most definitely we're gonna make sure again the specificity. I am making that word, you know. Cause cause <laughs> we, we we actually uh, very much agree with with training for specificity as well, you know, specifically we're looking to do uh, for the imposed demands trying to get we're looking to get. Um big up talent say you are point manners and respect. Everything. Blessings, every single thing. You know what I mean. So, you trained for badminton. You you had the dancing, and you came through then, and you started to train for performance. No, I want to touch on another part of this. Do you feel any sort of pressure as a female vocalist to have a specific look well on the stage? Not no more. <laughs> Right. But I did. No. There was a time. There was a time that I did very much so. Mm, okay, and did that actually play a role into you? You know, having more activity, specific types of activity in the gym as well. Yeah. Um. Like the like the biggest thing, which was already kind of like um an insecurity that I had, was make sure you got abs. Make sure that your belly flat. <laughs> Make sure that you got abs, right? Um, I, I, I've, I've never been like a very well. I mean, there was a point in time when I was real bony, but like I've never been like a slim person. I always kind of had an athletic build, but the the where I put on fat on my body is around my midsection. So like, I don't really gain a lot of weight in my arms and my legs, but around my waist and my stomach, I just get fat there, fat. So it was always an insecurity of mine, but but like in the beginning. When I started getting a little bit older, and the metabolism starts to slow down a little bit more, and I start gaining less some weight, <laughs> when I get a little bit less young, <laughs> like like I, you could see the changes in my body in that way, and and there was there was a lot of pressure to to kind of maintain that silhouette of a feminine silhouette, I should say, like when you mm -hmm. got hit, because I ain't got no, I ain't got no, I am a lot like Melanie in that we. Don't got enough in the hips, and we like so the, the hip to waist ratio is the, the biggest compared to some other artists out there. And so, there's kind of there was kind of a pressure, a pressure on me to look more feminine because, apart from, from having an athletic build, I was generally more tomboyish than a girly girl, or like a feminine girl, or more like earth, like what you would call me, like you know, okay. relaxed and chill. and you know, not that sort of glamour over the top 
kind of kind of personality but the pressure was mm-hmm. there for for that because that's kind of what was expected of female artists at the time so right. so i i essentially was pressured into going to the gym for that reason and i went i wasn't happy about it <laughs> but i i went i went because, <laughs> because um it wasn't only because it was helping me otherwise. It wasn't only about my appearance. So it was helping me otherwise. So so that was what was able to help me to get in the gym anyway and go because I knew it was important for other reasons. But there that pressure to, to look a sort of way and, you know, be a sort of way and got big legs and big boxy and whatever, thick, thick or whatever you want to call it. it. It was there. It definitely was there. And it was unpleasant, I, I got to admit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can well imagine that that when you <laughs> man, you got me laughing. <laughs> when you raise your border, <laughs> border. Well, Karen, I see you always have arms, so we got we got in picture here. <laughs> yeah, I actually went through some old pictures today, and I and I remember, I remember seeing the abs. I, I remember the abs. I, I see the picture. It's only it's only I after see. it's only after. I, I passed like 25 that I start getting issues. <laughs> <laughs> I can big up dance for that hashtag there, but I ain't gonna repeat it. But I can big up dance for that hashtag there. Because that's a hashtag that, that, that is used around from over time. <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, that you also use the wrong from over time too. <laughs> so, yeah, so I am so glad to hear that you said that this is a past tense thing. Um, so you, you are now obviously a lot more secure, if I may use that terminology, um, in, you know, you being you and presenting what is, who you are to the stage. Yeah. So in terms now then, in terms of you actually training, cause they know, you, you know, before we had the, the pause and thing, which is not taking the past, the gym pause, that you will be in the gym still cranking, but you still lifting the heavyweights. So there's outside of the endurance aspect. You're still lifting the heavyweight. So can you tell me now, like, what is your main reason for that or your main goal for that? Then? How, how, That's what's so funny because I didn't even know. Like, I, I, um, it crossed my mind yesterday, too, and that I realized that my real desire is to be strong. Like, I've always, I've always had strength generally in my body, and like, a lot of it is science to dancing, too. But mm-hmm. I, I just want to feel strong and it actually a big a big turning point for me was when i was training with dotty um in what 2015 i 2016 something the other day mm-hmm. and i was i was in a training program him a six-week program and at that point in time like as we went along, I find myself. I found myself just wanting to be get stronger and stronger and stronger, and mm-hmm. I realized that the physique. Well, what we were doing was also lending towards the physique too, and the physique was like a strong, sturdy physique as opposed to all oh, this feminine, flat abs, small waist physique, right? And I was about that life. I was about <laughs> that life, and just knowing that I could lift what I was lifting at the time, like I was there lifting like 300 pounds I think, at the time, right? Yes. And, and that was just something that I felt extremely fulfilled with and proud of. So like from then, I was just like, you know what? Whatever the case is, I lifting weights 
because I want to be strong. But I am very glad to hear that that particular transition from you know the physical aspect you now towards you wanting to have the intangibles. You, you know, yeah. you want to be strong. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I always say ladies should lift. You know, it helps to thwart, you know, the brain bone disease, the osteoporosis, all that kind of thing. But then you now you get to see the side effects and the good side effects. This thing from, from having that activity. Yeah. So I can touch point two. Point two comments here. Thanks, Auntie Mia. Walk up to the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, then. Welcome back to the gym, man. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, man. Um, Cyrus did say it was 2015. You know, yes. Cyrus always got your back. He always got the information. All the time. All the time. Join a dance class. That's from a teacher. Put your children in dance class. I agree with that there 100%. And she I also agree. said, and dance seconded it, that you can also cuff somebody if necessary because, uh, yeah, the self-defense is a very important thing. And you can be able to drop somebody in the ground. Yes, and, exactly. And I must ask the question here, as, you know, someone that is well-known, as someone who has to perform at night sometimes in different territories as well, mm-hmm. um, is there a situation sometimes that you may feel unsafe, you know? As, as you, a listen, listen to me, Kurt. I've, I've always, I know I said, serious. It, yeah, I've, I've always had the privilege, I would say, and the security of having the men in my band around me all the time. So there is a level of um, comfort there that I am going to be safe, right? But Mm. the truth of the matter is sometimes it don't even matter. And people is do the most. There have been people that have come up onto the stage while we are performing. They have somebody that lift up Rochelle on the stage when we was performing get through i didn't even know what part the security was but there are people that that get through and are able to reach you sometimes so yeah sometimes it's feel it's feel unsafe slash uncomfortable like especially wow. at especially at um shows where like alcohol is involved and people mm-hmm. just free and like weddings and them sort of things like there have been times when when men, like somebody gets so close to me that the mash up the microphone stand like is it could be real scary from time to time but at the same time like i said i got the privilege of the guys and then mm-hmm. i also know that i could drop kick you in your chest <laughs> well cyrus is saying here that you could lay press um you used to be able to lay press more than toys where he could dream of so I can imagine that that drop in here so we left a cavity in somebody's chest if necessary. Which is, which is, you know, a conceptualization, this conversation, I never thought of that aspect, you know, in terms of you having to, to feel safe in terms of security as a performer and, and this lending to it as well. Because mm-hmm. now you feel as though you have an ability to defend yourself if necessary. You know, the guy's there, yes. But, you know, if necessary. Tracy um, Dunn, yes, but everybody was comfortable fighting. Everybody was comfortable fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, um, that that that's very important. So you, you have that security, you have that extra extra security um, that you could also defend yourself as well. So let me touch a little bit on nutrition. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously, no, because I learned today that you were a national badminton player. I, I say a word, but you are because, you know, 
you can always touch me at his back there if you did. You know, when you're ready. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am assuming that you would have had an introduction to what would be determined as sound nutrition from you from way back when, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, as you know, go it transitioned into performance on stage. Um, you would have had an idea from then, and perhaps you may have had a change or two to help you um, with this specific activity. You could tell me yeah. a little bit about your, and there's a two-prong thing, about mm-hmm. your general nutrition, one, and two, your nutrition on the day of performance. Okay, so generally, generally, I try to to keep it balanced because I like I like bread. See, I like bread and I like pasta. <laughs> um, but but yeah, generally, I, I I try to keep it balanced. Um, I actually got a pretty comprehensive meal plan from the same daddy, which was something that was already close to the way that I was eating, but it was a, just a little bit more streamlined and it and it made a lot more sense um, in terms of why I eat during, like in different times of the day, um, like not having not having like complex carbs like in the evening and into the night and and stuff like that. I tried to, to cut, keep the sugar down and keep the salt down and those sort mm-hmm. of things. So so generally I try to keep that in play. I try to eat a lot of green vegetables, um and drink a lot of water. But I was always somebody that is a lover of water. Like for any time I was a child. Like water was my jam. Like cutting out juices, a lot of juices and soft drinks and things. You know, <laughs> you know, like I'd be like, what you not, what you not <laughs> I have never heard that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess like, I guess like I'm different to to a lot of people in that way. Like water I could just be satisfied drinking water. I ain't gonna drink nine ounce. That's the truth. I could drink water only and I would be Fantastic. happy with that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but like the thing that the, the biggest difference with um getting a streamlined meal plan compared to just how I would eat generally would be increasing the amount of meals that I had a day because you know, growing up you you would have had all this different advice from your elders and from you know, nutritionists back in the day and T V and mm-hmm. stuff that they would be talking about the three square meals a day, but like realizing after, I guess in modern times that that was not necessarily the best nutritional plan especially if you were somebody that's very active or whatever if you're trying to keep down your weight or whatever the case is like i had to increase my meals from three to six and that's been the Mm -hmm. hardest thing and that's something i also still struggle with trying to eat more meals every day or snacking in between and all that stuff that is the most difficult part of it um generally that's that is it like on the day of performance i would kind of just try not to eat anything that i that i know will make me feel heavy anything right. that will that are that will make me feel that will make me get the itis i would try <laughs> to stay away from stuff like that and for me i i guess i i am kind of delinquent with this but this is kind of an important thing for singers especially if you have like sinus issues try to avoid things that have dairy mm-hmm. because dairy is create mucus in your sinuses. It probably does it for everybody, but for some people it's a lot worse. I'm not the worst with it, but it's definitely there. And if I don't have dairy, I can feel the clarity being there more so than when I do have it. Um, but generally, but, but generally for a performance day, I don't, I don't think too hard about it. I just try to, to eat things that feel light and fresh and, 
drink a lot of water. I would drink green tea on that day, depending on how I feel. I'm, sometimes I would drink coffee too. I find sometimes coffee is be a good kind of. I don't know. Is 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 make me feel relaxed but, uh, compared to some people okay. that like break them up. I find that coffee has made me feel relaxed. Like when we had Mahalia's Corner, Mahalia's Corner, when we were in in LESC, there's they have this little coffee machine in there, and I would drink. A little one and a little Nescafe things of, of coffee oh, yeah. before we go on stage, and I like that it became part of my ritual because I found that it actually helped me feel very comfortable and calm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, that, that, that little reverse, that reverse feeling. Yeah, that's good. Oddly that's good. <laughs> well, I like what you said there, but making sure you don't get the urges because you're the woman that got before you stayed with enough, enough, enough energy, so yeah. you're gonna be cranking. Yeah, um, uh, teacher say. You, she sister, because she's got set <laughs> she's got and... to, to eat the meals, yes, and to drink the water, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor here saying that coffee is life by saying he is help, it helps him to sleep. You see, they got different, they got people out there that is get affected different that you know, that would people typically assign to coffee. <laughs> It's true. I mean, like everybody is different, you know, and we have to accept that and <laughs> I, I know I that we can have it. these individual feelings, you know. So yeah. we spoke about we spoke about the movement, we spoke about the nutrition, the yamming, the drinking, <laughs> but also what I want here you know with the aspect that you know is 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 overlooked a lot, and that is resting and relaxation. A lot of mercy. Lot of mercy. It definitely is imperative. Like resting mm -hmm. is something. Especially, like, in between having to perform or having to do, you know, whatever. Because, like, in terms of singing, for a singer, our instrument is a part of our body. Our vocal cords are a part of our body. And if our body is tired, I mean that vocal cords got to be tired, too. So if I got to sing today and I got to sing tomorrow, then there has mm -hmm. to be a period of recovery that needs to happen in between them two things. So... Like, just, like, if you're in the gym, you don't, like, I know that got people that want to be working out seven days a week, but, like, your your muscles can't rebuild and get stronger if you don't give them a moment. And it's the Correct. same thing for having to perform. Like, if, if, if my body run ragged and I need to put out a particular level of performance, I can't do it because my battery is empty. <laughs> so you need, a, you need a moment to recharge. And then even if it's a, it's a situation where I don't have to be high energy with my body, my my throat is still my body. My vocal cords are still mm -hmm. my body. So if my body is fatigued, then I won't sing at the level that I know I should be singing at and that I can sing at if I am well rested. Nice. That's a really important point. You, yeah. um, being the fact that your instrument is your body, therefore you have to you actually have to rest. So you can perform at your highest level. Mm -hmm. um, how about how about the aspect of of song rating and the cognition that's necessary for that? Do you find as though you have to like sometimes you know again get a, a long rest or maybe a short nap um, in between when you're rating to, to spur the next verse? Um, from time to time, it's mostly it's mostly like I feel like my brain my brain need the same little bit of recovery moment. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. like what will happen with me, like there are times when I when I struggle with insomnia, 
and like I would find that I just the next day if I had insomnia like my brain just would be <laughs> like you know like, like static on the TV where the channel ain't working that's how channel, my brain channel, feels channel mm. right so so it is definitely something that affects that that level of cognition and like your brain synapses and thing and like the connections that you would normally make like as Chris would say, Chris would say your brain don't be firing on all cylinders when you're not rested. Right. And so it definitely affects even songwriting. Even even like just general activity during your day, like the way that, that I would operate doing the things that I do every day, I I realize that it's not up to the level that it would normally be if I if I find that I am fatigued. So it's very important all around. So you could definitely say that something that you put a huge emphasis in terms of your process, a huge emphasis in to make sure you get that relaxation, that recuperation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially with the insomnia, like I, I, I would have had, I actually had to get something from my therapist to try to help me fall asleep when I had insomnia, and it had gone to the point that if it, it got worse, I would actually have had to start taking melatonin or something to help me sleep because I was losing a lot of sleep and then it was really affecting my life like on a general right. basis, you know? So it is something that is very important to me to like to make sure that I am able to get the rest that I need. Okay, well I'm glad to hear that um you're in a better place as it relates to that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I suppose the little the little pause too would have helped to reinforce some of the habits which you would have which you would have learned. I Definitely. know you can put those into being you now when you back on the stage mashing up the place again. Exactly. That would be the real test. Like, if we get back mm -hmm. to a place where that resembles how things were before COVID happened and the lockdown happened, that, that's definitely going to be the test now to implement all the things that I would have been able to put in place during this time. Okay, excellent. Well, we cover a wide range of information there. Carla Lan, yeah, you lit. Carla. You, <laughs> you listen, Carla always calling you name, baby. As you know. <laughs> baby in the session. <laughs> She'll be talking about the Mahalia legs. That's I the hashtag. I see I see the videos. I see the legs coming along. Watch now. I the Mahalia legs, man. So you book there so inspiring the populace. I appreciate just the dance legs. It's it's the dance legs, that's what it is. <laughs> well, there you go, but she's singing the most, so I can only say what she's <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. You're just a messenger. It's true. It's true, it's true. So we cover a whole set of things here. My butt hair is so full up and don't try things that we cover. But I can, I can go through them there. Not the longest. I can go through them generally. Because you, you, they touch on how dance led you through. You started your activity through dance at four. You went into being a, a, a big one when it comes to badminton. Um, and then that transferred into your activity and your agility and, and your general power and push as a stage performer in terms of um, being a lead vocalist and getting that explosive uh, performance when you're on the stage. You spoke about the importance of uh, spatial awareness and proprioception, the importance of the core. And you know, it's always feels sweet when you talk about that. Eh? In terms of being able to project your singing and control your breathing when you're on the stage. Um, you also were able to speak about how you did specific work, vocal training, very important. You, you, you took us through um, a vocal training exercise, and I'm very happy for that. We spoke then about um, the element of self-defense and the, the confidence 
um, involves in, involved in knowing that you could defend yourself if necessary. And as someone said, um, kick them in the ground. Um, so that's very important. <laughs> you spoke about the balanced nutrition and how important that is. I, we didn't really touch on it in badminton, but we all know um, as a, a national athlete that you have to, you know, make sure that you have the energy yeah. so you can translate it to the game. And also into your singing and your performance days. Um, and I was happy that you were able to break that down as well. And of course, very important, the emphasis on rest and relaxation, not only in between performances, but in general mm -hmm. for your life. Because I mean, I, I reiterated uh, for your songwriting, but I also must say, because again, you're an author. And I know you got more books to bring out. It's true. But I don't know. I know, you but do I know. You do. Okay, but, but you confirm it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so very important, very important that you were able to uh, have that rest so you could be, as as Chris said, firing on all cylinders all the way through. Er, I really want to thank you so much for being a part of this conversation because it's so important that we have these conversations, you know, to push more information out to the public. Uh, I know anybody that looking to get into to, to vocals, um, they can listen to you. Um, they could probably reach out to you as well. I know that you're a very open person to get advice um, along the way. So I really want to thank you for this here. Coming and giving freely of yourself. As you know, you, you know how he's doing all the time. You know how he's doing all the time. When I asked her if she would do anything, she said, yeah, she ain't wasting the time. She can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always appreciate it. Uh, appreciative of, of that. So are there any parting words which you have for the crew and persons who will be watching this here after I post it? Um, well, I just want to say, like, big up yourself, first of all, <laughs> for everything that you've been doing. The people that you are helping, like, you see, you definitely see your spirit in them, and, and it's just be great to see. And I actually am happy that you're doing this as well, and decided to take the initiative to have this show. So shout out to everybody that's come through. And we can, according to Jordan English, we activate these lives and let people know that are <laughs> happening and let them come true. Um, but but in terms of words to everybody, I I guess just just live uh, just live good, live good, love and uh, enjoy your life as much as possible because you know there's the only life we got. So do what you need to do to be happy in your life. That is it. Very yeah. wise words. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank everybody. Thank you for having me. You most welcome. Thank everybody that was in. When I got the, had the comment section lit as usual. Big up on ourselves. And I want to say good night to you and good night to everybody. Good night. Bye-bye, people.